Amen, New Life family. Good morning. So good to see everybody. Such a evidence of God's presence that's here. A big hug from heaven. We don't deserve it, but he loves us so much he gives it to us anyway. And he knows how to turn the heart of his children back to him, doesn't he? He knows how to do it. I, I, I don't know how to get there, but he's so attractive to me that I want to hang out with him. Amen. And I found out he, he really cares, he really loves, and he's proven that over the years. And so in the process, uh, he's still saying, come to me as a little child. Amen. Because he cares. He cares for us. God is with us now. His love does rain down. Amen. And his love is so available for anyone to receive it today. And so if I could just encourage you here for the next few moments before I get started telling you what's in my spirit. Well, this is part of what's in my spirit. You want to catch this message from heaven today. You really want to catch it. So if you could just ask the Lord to hit. We have not because we ask not. And so since Pastor Lowe is hard to understand, very few people get what I say. The daddy told me to tell y'all. He said, ask him. He'll help you understand this country boy lingo. And he'll enlighten you, and at the end of the day, you'll say, God's good because God brought revelation, not Dwayne. Amen. He's still been talking to me. And what he's given me, you want to catch it because it's impacting my spirit. It's changing me. And if God can change this guy, he can change anybody. You want to catch this today. Everybody in this room is ridiculously in charge. That don't sound right, does it? But when you catch what he's asked for you and I to be in charge of, you're going to have some fun. You're going to have a blast. And you can't wait to encourage other people to get in charge of what God's given them charge of. Amen? And so that, you know, some of you don't miss it, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, that the biggest thing that I can let that take charge of is letting God be in charge. And he, he will not force his way into my life. He will not force him way, his way through me. He will wait till I open the door to his knock. I'm in charge of opening the door. I'm in charge of giving him permission of what he already owns already. He just wants my heart. He don't have that yet because I'm in charge of giving him my heart. I'm in charge of giving him my heart. Amen. And we're going to talk about that just for a few minutes today, but it's important you catch this. There's only a few things that we're in charge of. And it has to do, number one, with relationship with God. Number one, relationship with God. We're in charge of making sure our relationship is where it needs to be. You have charge of the heart gauge. He will come and fill it if we let him. And if we let him fill it with him, righteousness, peace, and joy just begins to bubble up and flow out of us. And everybody gets to see we're in fellowship with the one that put us together. Amen. And out of relationship, number two, 
We become salty. We become light. We become influential. What do you have that I don't have? Has anybody come up to you later and said, you got something I don't have and I want it? And you was able to say, yeah, I got Jesus. He's changing me. You want some? Have you had that happen yet? And if that's not happening, the Lord wants you to know there's hunger and thirst all over our earth right now. And there's people God's placing in our path right now that's looking for answers. And he's depending on us to take charge of this relationship between us and him and let him have his house. As long, when I let the king of the kingdom that's in me take over in his house, influence. And then thirdly, fruit. You know the tree by the Amen. We'll start making God choices instead of what we call good choices. Anybody want to get delivered of making good choices and start making God choices? Because I got some good ideas. But they're not God ideas. Who told me that? God. Amen. And most of my good ideas, I can quote scriptures that back them up, but it ain't God. Everybody has their religious influences. And before we get through here in the next few minutes, you're going to find out taking every thought, taking captive every thought, it's our duty, taking captive every thought. That's religious thoughts too. Our, our idea of what moves God probably ain't God. Just pausing for effect. Is that possible? It's amazing how merciful God is to all of us, how long-suffering and patient he is to put up with some of our Christianese and our ideas of what moves heaven. He'll move. Oh, man, they ain't getting I'm, I'm just going to mercifully move right now. But being set free to realize that what he's asked from us is light and easy. And when we posture ourselves to this relationship that moves us into having influence, being salt and light, that people will come to it, amen, and then we're able to not save anybody. We're not saving any God. God's the only one that can save anybody. And he put, he's established that foundation of grace for us to pick it up there and do the work of discipleship. The work of discipleship. Baptizing and making disciples. God will save them, but he wants us to have a part in this thing by keep pointing people to him. Learning how to listen. Learning how to say only what the Lord says. Learning and developing in the image of God so that they become also focused on their relationship with God to the point that they become salty and light. And others find hope, amen, through a connection this way. You are ridiculously in charge. It's almost absurd how much charge he's given us and how even though he can't trust humanity, 
He's in love with humanity. And he will wait on humanity to realize they can't do it and invite him in to give them spirit and fire and empower them to, to do what they can't do by having fellowship with God. Amen. This is so important for us. I'm going to read a scripture. Anybody ever read out of the King James, follow peace with all men? That means women too. And holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Anybody ever read that out of Hebrews? If you haven't, you might want to read that. I'm going to give you another translation of it to help you better understand. In our language, what he's actually saying is wonderful when we allow God to have his place in our life. It says it this way in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14 in the Passion. It says, in every relationship, notice it, be swift to choose peace over competition. Run swiftly towards holiness, for those who are not holy will not see the Lord. Watch over each other. Make sure that no one misses the revelation of God's grace. And make sure no one lives with a root of bitterness sprouting within them, which will only cause trouble in prison and poison, rather, the heart of many. Be careful that no one among you lives in immorality, becoming careless about God's blessings, like Esau, who traded away his rights as a firstborn for a simple meal. Now, I'm going to give you that back in... Five things that God asks from you and I that we're accountable to. If, first of all, if the relationship's intact, if the relationship's intact, this will come out of us. Number one, we'll be swift to choose peace over competition. Number one, we'll be, we'll be swift to choose peace instead of debate and argue. That's number one. If that relationship is intact, and we, we've been in, given charge of that. Anybody ever want to argue before? Give your two bits on it? That's country boy lingo. Share your opinion, your preference. Anybody ever done that before? The temptation don't stop, y'all, unless there's a relationship in place that's there from heaven. And you know better because, man, once you get the proverbial, you know, bruised, the scar, once you get it, you don't want it again, right? And that comes out of relationship. Number two, run swift towards holiness. What's holiness mean? Separation, set apart. One swift to be an old, I'm not here for me, I'm here for another purpose. Mm. For his use, that's holiness. Anybody want to only be used for his purpose? Now, you can't do that unless you have spirit and fire. Amen? Remember, we've talked about it. The Lord tells them, says, don't go and say anything to anybody until you first be endowed with power from on high. Because I don't trust you. That's, that's my, I, I add that in there. But it's not false, it's true. You and I cannot be a witness of the king apart from his presence in our life. You don't know what you don't know. And if you don't know what you don't know, and only he can reveal what you need to know by way of relationship, well, then the idea that I'm going to tell somebody about relationship with God and I don't even have one myself, 
But, I, you know, I want to be associated with Jesus because, man, man, he's cool to hang out with. But I won't let him in. Anybody ever? Well, I, I can't figure it out. I understand. You can't figure out heavenly things in an earthly dynamic. Amen. You have to be brave enough to say, Lord, here I am. I don't know what's going to happen next, but the door's open. Come in and take over in your house and be okay. Be okay with what happens. And I know I'm talking to people that got ear to hear today because you're tired, sick and tired of being sick and tired. You've had enough. Stupid has done manifesting on different levels right now. And it's time for something to happen. Well, it starts with me letting daddy come into his house and be the father he's always wanted to be. Right? And so quickly, just naming these things off, you, you, you run swiftly to holiness. Thirdly, you make sure no one misses the experience of God's grace. How do I do that? If they slap me, I turn the other cheek. If I get done wrong, I don't have, to, I don't have anything to prove. God's been so good to me, I shouldn't be here in the first place. So if you kill me, I get to go be with daddy. Make sure that nobody misses experiencing God's grace. I can do that when I'm full. If I'm full, I can turn the cheek 490 times in one day because I'm full. And 490 times, somebody gets to experience God's grace because I didn't punch him back. I'm just going to tell y'all, this country boy needs Jesus. I've been saying that for a long time. So let me encourage you. There's nothing fair in this world, and they're stupid going out of bounds right now. And right now, the world needs to see Jesus. It don't need to see a religious mask. The world is not looking for a Bible study. They're looking for the word of God that has come in flesh again. They want to see Jesus. Don't tell me, show me. We have been put in ridiculous charge of a relationship that reveals the kingdom of God. And the kingdom wants to come today on another, on another level, but if the relationship is not where it belongs, it cannot come. Is that true? And I'm just giving you some pointers on if I'm full, I will do these things. I will follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man will see the Lord. Well, one of these days I'm going to see this. Well, I hope, you, I hope you see the Lord today. I don't want that. I know, I know everybody's interpretation of that. I understand. But you don't know the Lord wants to be revealed now. He wants people to experience him now. There are people that want to see Jesus, not Dwayne. And the Lord has given me an opportunity to take charge of that dynamic and get full. So full of him that my cup starts running over. But my cup ain't going to start running over until I get thankful 
that I'm alive, I live, I move, I have my being in him, and all of a sudden gratitude, and I'm, I'm, I'm jumping to next. God's been talking to me. We've got to get this Thanksgiving thing down. we got to get it right. Amen? <laughs> well, I'm letting the Lord know I'm thankful. I show up at church. And, and as one preacher said, you look like a cemetery plot with a face. Going to church is not the kingdom of God. Being the church is the kingdom of God. Amen? So we have been given from heaven this opportunity to take charge of the king of all kings. That includes you. He says you're a king. But are, are we believing on the level we're called to believe that he's the king of this king? King of that king and that king? And if he is, wow, nobody, if that's true, nobody is going to miss out in the path that God's blazed for me on the grace of God. Everybody is going to experience the grace of God. Amen. And make sure, number four, no one lives with bitterness. No one lives. Esau was a son of a patriarch. And Esau got bitter with his brother. Bless God. I'm just going to tell you. Jacob was wrong. And because he was so dead wrong in what he did, I need him to make it right. And he can't. It's, it's done. It, it's over with. And Esau could not find repentance. Did you all know that you and I have an opportunity today to steward, to take charge of others that are hurting because they're offended with someone else? How am I, I going to do that? Get honest. Tell the truth. Let them know how you were bitter at one time. And you can't do that unless you're a fool. Well, I've told a lot of stuff that I did stupid. and then, Yeah, but if you really get down to the real stupid, you need God to help you talk about the real stupid. Amen? He'll keep you where you belong when you're talking about it. And fifthly, be careful to never become careless about God's blessings. Never become careless about God's blessings. I like the way it was said at celebration today. He didn't die for my bank account. Don't be careless with God's blessings. He didn't put me on earth to have a big bank account. You might get one, but that ain't why you on earth. I can just see the faces. God ain't got a problem with you having a big bank account if you can handle it. He loves you too much to give you one because it might take you down. He didn't die for me to have a big house and a car. He died for me to be full of him so that out of relationship with him, I would be about my father's business. And my father's business has already been settled. Amen. That we baptize and make disciples. 
amen. <laughs> Silence is awesome, y'all. That's the biggest amen you can give. Deer in headlights is awesome. Amen. Isn't that good? It really is, isn't it? But getting to a level that my gratitude is where it belongs. Don't mishandle the blessings. The blessing is you don't rejoice over success in this world or success in the church, but rather you glory in the fact that you have a name that's been written in the Lamb's book of life. <laughs> Look, everybody here, life changers heard it this morning. The devil has already been beat. He was defeated, and that defeat is settled. His kingdom will never reign in this earth again, even though right now you could debate that, like, because it sure looks like his kingdom. It's not. No, it's not. Humanity is getting in a place where humility is coming in a wave. Oh, get ready. Everything that's going on right now, there's a purpose. God is in control. And he wants everybody to realize that and let him have charge. And if I'm hard-headed enough to think, no, I've got it figured out, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of me. He'll let me do that. And at the same time, be frustrated, beat up, wonder why things are not coming together as they are. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Everybody in this crowd knows what I'm talking about. He'll let us go down that road until we figure it out. I need Jesus. Oh, that's it. There we go. And then when we figure out we need Jesus, he has a way of giving us an unction to be thankful for a moment that he's present, that I'm here to help you out of your dilemma, out of your darkness, out of your pain, out of your sickness, whatever it is that seems to got, have you in prison, he's, he's there to help you out of it. But for him to do that, gratitude is top tier. He's not making us be thankful. It's just that it takes, a, it takes living life long enough to realize, you know what? I don't know why in the world God let me live this long. Man, I am a hard-headed guy. And he's okay with that because he wants us to come to realize that I love you. And I want to be in your life. And I want you to quit giving me the parameters and let me give you the parameters. Quit telling me how you're going to let me work and just let me work the way I want to work. Let me be the king of you being powerful as my child. Quit trying to order my steps. For, let me order your steps. Oh, I'm not doing that. Yeah, we do. We put religious masks on. We try to get Jesus to do what grandma did. And grandma worked, I mean, God worked with grandma up to a certain level. Grandma prayed that I'd go to the next level. And guess what? Grandma's prayers worked. But I can't draw from grandma on them. I can go back and get some honey from the lions that she slayed. Thank God for grandma. But grandma prayed that I'd go to the next level and I can only draw from grandma so long. I've got to realize it's all about Jesus and him calling me up. And then when he calls me up, he don't let me build a tabernacle where he calls me up. No, he wants me to come up higher. 
And our temptation, our temptation is we want to build tabernacles every time we get this new revelation. Y'all forgive me. You might even want to write a book. If you do, just don't put your name on it. Why are you saying this, Pastor? Hear me. He tells them to have the religious mask. He lets them know. He said, uh, when you pray and openly, that's your reward. You just got it. When you toot your horn, you just got your reward. Anything you put your name on, that's your reward. Is anybody tracking yet? And it's so tempting to want to get people to believe that I'm significant and I want to put my name on it. Am I preaching against anything? No, I'm letting you know God's asking something from us that's simple and light. And he's probably got several in here supposed to write books. Make sure that's not your reward. Make sure. Look, if you've written a book and you put your name on it, uh, God bless you. Be okay. It's, it's, it's moving people. People are coming to Jesus. Awesome. Realize there's more that's coming. You might write another book. Be mindful. It's not about you. It's about him. Amen. Man, it's amazing I have to pause right now with this because our world is beat up with needing to be significant. If the Lord says you're significant, that's all that matters. I don't need someone to come say, Dwayne Lowe, you're significant, man. You're awesome, man. I'm so glad you're you. I don't need, if, if, I, if I agree with them, oh, man, that's awesome. I just got my reward. I'm not looking for someone to come pat me on the back today and say, man, it was a good message. I Tammy will tell you that. It's like, oh, don't do that to me. Let the Lord know that if you got something today, you got it from him. Amen. And just pray for your brother that he could keep growing up and making more room for daddy to get in. Amen. Just pray for me. Is that okay? Because I can tell you that when he hugs me, oh, it's awesome. And sometimes I get a hug from him through you. Thank you. But it's because of how good he is to all of us. Mm. That's free. Daddy wants us to be full. So the devil and his influence in our life, don't ever rejoice over the fact that you've got him under your feet. Don't ever rejoice because you can say to the enemy, go and flee, but rather rejoice that your name is written in the book of life. Never be satisfied trying to get somebody convinced that you believe in Jesus. The Lord says, stop it. All you need to do is convince him that he has his house. And if daddy has his house, he'll take care of affirming us, validating us, and reminding us of how powerful we are in his eyes. He loves us as his kids. Is that okay? You don't have to prove to anybody you believe in Jesus. If Jesus is in his house, that'll show up every time. Is that okay? You don't have... You don't have to put it on your bumper. Oh, my God. Or why are you telling? Why are you telling me this stuff? Go out there right now. Take it off your bumper for you. 
Is anybody spirit giving witness to this? You don't have to prove. Come on. I got a sticker on my bumper. I go to new life. I'm dealing with that right now because I just heard that. He wants us to be the salt of the earth, the light of the world. He's looking for relationship, y'all. And if I spend my time more focused on yes, Lord, and I let him come, then I'll get another yes, Lord, it'll come. It's coming, and he'll take me up higher. And I want to stay on this eternal journey that never stops, and I don't want to wait to the day that I'm taking my last breath to think that finally I'm going to get on that journey. I want to be on that journey today. Amen. And the way we do that, ladies and gentlemen, has to do with being full. Full of him until our cup is running over. We don't save anybody. God does all the saving. And he does it, amen, and starts this thing with the platform of his grace so that you and I can pick it up and do what we're called to do, amen, that we're in charge of. Amen. The Lord spoke to me this morning about our next generation, that it's our responsibility to take charge of the next generation and that as born-again believers that are interceding on their behalf, standing in the gap, making the difference because we have a heart that's filled with gratitude that the Lord has invited us on this beautiful journey. We're accountable and we're ridiculously in charge of how we serve the next generation. It's heavy for me right now to, to challenge every one of us here on this because as parents, me and Tammy both have agreed we could have done a better job. But the Lord says, no, everything happens with purpose and with my presence. In the, could we have been better? You know, I can go back and start trying to suck my thumb over and try to figure out how regret comes in. And so we don't look back because the past will bring with it a spirit called fear. And then fear will do what? Fear will hold us captive and will not let us be now really effective for the moment that we're living, the present moment. And so parents today, the Lord's saying this and there's an appeal from heaven for us to get full to get real full until there's an eruption of rivers of living water and it's just boiling out of us. And we can't explain what we're saying. We can't explain what God's saying, but everybody else in the path is getting life. They're getting hope. They're getting encouragement. They're getting saltiness. They're, they're being preserved because we've left the king Amen. So to the parents today, can, can I just pause and make sure we make this service, amen, a service of agreement, amen, on the fact that we are truly in charge. 
and that the influence God has invested in us by way of his spirit produces good fruit. What are you saying, Pastor? Me and Tammy, we brought home things that impacted our kids that if we could do it over, me and her said, do it differently. We can't, but we both know. And as grandparents, we can see things in a spiritual sense that the only way we can see is because we dropped the ball a generation ago, a decade or two ago. We didn't handle it with the charge we were given. And our children hosted dynamics and frustrations, darkness, because we didn't know exactly how to steward as parents. Anybody know what I'm talking about? We were wet behind the ears. We did the best we could do, and the Lord was okay with that. You know how big of a hug that gave me when the Lord let me know, I'm, I'm good, son. Oh, I've got a plan. I'm the potter. You're the clay. You're not the potter, and I didn't put your kids in your hands as the clay. I'm the potter. I'm the potter. That's my heritage. And yes, me and Pammy both agree. We dropped the ball, but he said, not for evil, for good. Because now your children are learning something. And they've watched change in you. They saw you at your worst. Let me say this. They saw us at our religious worst. The idea that we had God figured out, and I had all kind of Bible studies. They saw me at my religious worst. And I'm going to change the world. Just come to my Bible study. They saw that, and they saw God work with it. That just humbles me right there. But today, they see change in her and I. And they know something better is going on. And that instead of staying in the ditch, we've come up out. And we keep going higher. And we keep going higher. And we keep going higher. Am I saying it's okay for kids to be beat up? No. But I can tell you right now, God must have something huge for this generation we're faced with right now. I, 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 I honestly, I'm pretty thankful and I'm, I'm pretty this way with God. I can't figure it out. And he's like, I'm okay with that. Trust me. Yes, Lord. And I know something I can't explain. I know that I know that I know. We're about to see something wonderful. He's been saying to me quite some time. It's like, you know, Lord, it's been, you've been telling me quite some time. You've been telling me all these, and, and, and there's several coming up and confirming visions and things. God, I've already, they're seeing the same thing I'm seeing. And the enemy's trying to make us doubt because that's not happening in our timing. <laughs> that's perfect timing from heaven, by the way. <laughs> but parents, today, you being willing to take charge of your relationship with God. Don't worry about the next. Don't worry. There ain't no place for worry. There ain't no place for doubt and fear. Make that place only for him. You're in charge of that. 
And instead of bringing home some of the stuff that we're tempted to bring home because the world's going to hell in a handbasket. And the next thing you know, we'll be talking about it and our kids are listening to it. And those spirits that are facilitating that conversation, it getting on our kids. Anybody ever done that before? Oh, God. So we, everybody in this room, we all get to repent, which is a beautiful thing. Repentance is wonderful because it produces thanksgiving. It produces gratitude. It makes room for the king to come to his house and fill us up. And there's some Esau's out there that are on this side of the cross. They can find repentance because of the spirit and the fire. And they can be set free from bitterness and be made new in the spirit. Yeah, heaven's talking to us right now. And there's an appeal from heaven as we stand. Somebody said, oh, Pastor Lowe is finished. No, the Lord is finished. I got all kinds of stuff I could tell you. But I'm repenting for making sure everybody gets the information that I think you should have. The Lord's saying, you give them what I say I want them to have. And that's enough. That's the good seed. And they're going to be ridiculously in charge of tending to that seed. <sighs> Y'all, I know if you got your arms folded, I, know, I, I don't mean it, it relax. I'm not, I know how to fold my arms and relax. I love folding my arms, by the way, so. But I know how to posture myself in a way that, oh, I got this. Man, I got, I've had this for a while. Where y'all, why y'all, why y'all so slow? Anybody ever thought like that before? No, that's not God. There's no place for humility in that. There's no place for brokenness in that. Contriteness. And the bad word. The bad word. There's no place for submission. Do y'all know we only have just enough time to submit to him? And yes, we'll, and yet I will waste time at, at times and not be submitted. The lady wanted me to tell y'all that. So everybody can relax and let's go on this journey together. I have went and done some good stuff that wasn't God's stuff. And I let it wear me out. I've done it more than I want to talk about, but he wants me to tell you so that you can relax. He's not asking us to do not even three-quarters of the stuff we're doing trying to get his attention. Look at me. I do it. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. No. What he's given to us is light and easy. And if we'll stay focused on that relationship, you can't take no credit now. The kingdom just starts coming. 
the river starts flowing. And things get done through the Spirit that you can never do. And at the end of the day, you're not beat up, worn out. You're refreshed. You're rested. And, and if need be, you can go die for Jesus and not be wore out in the process. You can just run happily and die for him. Pastor, why would you say that? Because when you get to a place where he's everything, and if he can go and die what he died for me, well, then he died for me. I can posture myself and be ready and at the moment when it's time for him to receive even more glory. Is anybody where you can die for Jesus yet? Don't, don't raise your hand. And if you're not where you could die for Jesus right now, you need more Jesus. If you're not to a place where you can truly die in this sense, be dead too. Good things so that God things can manifest. Can you be dead to yesterday's idea of what moves God and accept today's truth and revelation on how his kingdom comes? Can you be dead to that? Can you let go of yesterday's idea of what it's going to take to have a move of God and let God come to you moving your own life? And you say, well, my God, I didn't know he could do it like that. I didn't know that was possible. Well, that's pretty much why God wants it. He wants us to get to a place where all that we are is wowed by the evidence of him working through us. And we can't figure out the next step. He don't want you figuring him out. He wants you on the journey with him so he can wow you every step that he ordains for you. Is that okay? There's a move of God. We ask Christianese, by the way. There is a move of God. There is a revival of the kingdom that's ready to happen. But it ain't going to happen. And you're not going to be able to say, well, I told you so. These things need to know what needs to be done is I need to work on this right here. My relationship out of relationship comes influence. God influence and good fruit. Nothing else. And you and I individually and as the body collectively, we're ridiculously in charge of it. And this community is waiting on us to believe. This community is asking for someone that says they believe in Jesus because everybody wants to be associated. Everybody, even those that don't believe in Jesus, they want to be associated with Jesus. I know that's weird sounding, but when you start talking about who Jesus is, that's what they want. If we can catch this show right now, and we can posture ourselves for the next little bit. And say, Lord, I repent. And you may not even know what you're repenting of. You have to ask him to show you what to repent of. 
Can we do that for the next little while at New Life Fellowship is say, Lord, you know, I have ideas, but if you would, would you show me what it is I need to get real about and I need to let go of so that I can make room for you in your house? Because we are accountable, ridiculously in charge of the next generation. We are. Could we stand? Follow peace with all and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. The Lord will not do it without a vessel. The Lord will not do it without someone saying, yes, Lord. And every one of us agree the Lord wants to do some powerful things. But the question is, who will let him? And so right now, as I pray for you, the front's open. You can pray however you want to pray. I'm praying that the Lord begins to reveal to you how that you can repent of. And you can take the load that you've been carrying. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. There's a load that you've been carrying that's been beating you up. Casting down every thought and imagination that exalts itself above God and bringing into captivity every thought, every thought. Come on now. As a man or woman thinks, so are they. That's, that's your, as you think, that's your identity. Whatsoever things are true, just, honest, pure, and of a good report, virtuous, and brings praise to God. Think on these things. Lord, what do you want me to repent of today? I need to get over the idea that the world needs to repent and that people in my life, need to, I need to repent and get rid of that religious spirit that has me better than someone else. Lord, if for a moment I think I'm better than anybody at all, no matter who they are, deliver me. Because that blocks you from having access to your house. Because you're in love with this one that I think I'm better than. And if God's in love with whoever it is you think you're better than, he can't use you. I can't let that happen, y'all. War, help me to see myself the way you want me to see me so that you can touch every life that you place in my path. Let there be a hug from heaven right now from the relationship that you have given me. Let there be a hug from heaven through me to them on a new level. I thank you. Anybody want to start thanking him right now? Thank you, Jesus that you sent your word and you healed. Thank you, Jesus, that as the word was made flesh and dwelt among us now, flesh, you and I are becoming, we're being molded by God himself into the very word of God, that we only say what we hear. We only do what we see. You are ridiculously in charge of that, saints. Let the Lord talk to you. 
God bless you for being here today. Guest, if you need to go, you're welcome to go. Thank you for choosing new life to join with. Amen. We pray that this is a blessing to you, but we're going to spend some time before the throne of God. Amen. We're going to present our hearts to heaven and see what heaven does with our hearts today. God bless you. Ah, the front is open. I'll pray with you if you need prayer. Thank you for being here today.